Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday. You made it through another week, bro. You powered through. Yeah. And with that, you will be rewarded. With not only a, what we believe is a medium to high quality morning show today. Whoa. And then also, sure, I want to set the bar somewhat high so we can clear it. Oh, I thought it was high. I mean. Oh. No, I mean, it should be high. Yesterday was great. Great. All right. I believe you, was it? Yeah. You know what it is? It's it's uh, when one of us takes some time off and we return uh, and we, we get off the power play and all of our men are on the ice together. It just, it meshes together again. And we realize how nice it is to have somebody else here. <laughs> <talk to. laughs> yeah. Desperate. I mean, listen, I bring in Tyler to do pop culture smackdown. Oh, you do? And I beg him not to leave. <laughs> Does he listen? Well, he has to leave at some point. Yeah, he has work to do. Yeah, an actual job that pays him to do things. But uh, today we are back and we do have some pretty cool things on the agenda. Number one, want to make sure you are aware that it is tonight. Esta Noche, the X-Fest Battle of the Bands. That is where Big J and I will be all evening long. Hopefully you will join us at the Revolution Center tonight. We have five amazing local bands, all of which legitimately deserve a chance to open up X-Fest, which is why we are not making the decision. We're leaving it up to you as to which band is going to be the one that gets the nod to open up X-Fest on the 21st of next month. Roses are dead. We got uh, Life Upon Liars. We got Basement. We got Artificial Aliens. We got We Were Giants. They're all going to play tonight. And uh, we we are going to give you a chance to vote for the band that you would like to see open. The band that gets the most votes tonight is the band that will get the call. And we need you to show up. We need you to support local music. We need you to cast your vote, have an opinion, and have a little bit of fun tonight. And we will have a lineup set for X-Fest 22 coming up on august 21st so join us out there doors are at 6 30 tonight and then uh basically each band has got a 30 minute set that they are going to do the music's going to go uh all night long and then we are going to tabulate the votes tonight as well and uh try to announce the winner yeah and if you want your fix of uh x you know people here uh we'll pretty much all be there Oh, yeah? You, me. You, me. Adam. Adam. Liv. Uh, weekend Liv. Yep. Weekend Ian might be up there. Hey, now. Jason Drew's going to be showing up a little bit later on yeah. as well. Randy, a little under the weather. He's not going to make it tonight, but pretty much everybody else will be there. Yeah, we, if you're not feeling we don't want you. Yeah, please. We don't want you, please. especially staff. Stay away yes. from this place. Do not, do not bring uh, your sickness into the building, please. But uh, do bring your ass into the building if you're feeling all right. You want to have yeah. a good time. So that's going to be tonight. Also, a very cool thing happening on the show this morning. Uh, NFL running back. Fantastic, 
fantastic running back in college and pretty damn amazing if you look at the numbers in the NFL. Ricky Williams, who played for the Miami Dolphins and the New Orleans Saints. He's at Top Crop Dispensary in Ontario this weekend, and he is going to call into the show this morning and talk about his new company, Heisman, and also talk about his journey into this particular side of the business. That's going to be awesome. That's going to happen next hour. Uh, Ricky Williams is going to call into the show. We're very, very excited about that. But we also play music on this program, so let's get started this morning with some Weezer. It's Undone, kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, can I take you down memory lane? Oh, uh, yeah. Remember when the sky was filled with smoke courtesy of the Idaho Youth Ranch backyard around these parts? Uh, yeah. And right it was, over here. Yeah, Youth Ranch fire that basically uh, made parts of Boise uh, pretty smoky for a while. Well, the Boise Fire Department, Boise Police have completed their investigation to figure out what caused that particular fire. Would you like to know the results? Uh, yeah. Undetermined. Oh, no. Basically, what had happened was the fire was so severe and so intense, and they were worried about it spreading so much that they just douched it in so much water that it made it very difficult to put together any sort of real and conclusive investigation as to why the fire broke out in the first place. Uh, so it was a ridiculous amount of water that they used. Uh, plus, they removed a bunch of items from the area of origin because they needed to extinguish the fire, make sure it didn't spread. So that made it really difficult to come up with an honest-to-goodness cause behind it. So here's what we know. They know that it wasn't caused by smoke, hot ash, battery fire, electrical failure, any kind of fireworks, any kind of operating equipment, and they don't think it was incendiary. So... There's that particular news. All those things were ruled out, but they really don't have an idea as to how it actually started. So, as a reminder to everyone, uh, I don't think I have to tell you how ridiculously hot it is, but I'm sure you noticed by looking at the lawns in your yard uh, and your neighborhood, it's also fairly dry out there right now, so just be extra careful with any kind of open flames or anything to that particular nature as we're dealing with this particular heat wave currently it's not good but we're not going to get an answer as to how this thing started and why just listen let's we'd be happy that they were able to put it out as quickly as they were there were absolutely no injuries involved in this fire at all either and so that's the good news the bad news big j is if it was started by a serial arsonist the perfect crime was just committed take it easy man just making sure uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but a scary moment on the mound as uh, Miami Marlins pitcher Daniel Castano was hit in the head by a 104-mile-per-hour line drive yesterday by Donovan Solano of the Cincinnati Reds in the first inning of the Marlins' win yesterday. Uh, it, it basically uh, went right off his coconut and jumped right up in the air and was caught by the third baseman. So technically it was an out, but you saw this particular clip. You know it had to hurt, man. I mean, he just got his bell rung right off the gate. Uh, he had mild concussion symptoms. He was bruised, but the CKT scan was normal. That's good news. He was able to walk off the field under his own power, which was good as well. He had to be down for about 90 seconds, which is understandable, man. Anybody who's ever been hit by a line drive in baseball will tell you uh, ain't nothing about that that feels good. And so just the good news is he's going to be okay overall, and he just needs a little bit of time off. But it was pretty freaky to see. Doesn't look like DK Metcalf's going anywhere, Big J. The star wide receiver yeah, has darn. agreed to a three-year, $72 million extension with the Seattle Seahawks. As reported on Thursday, uh, that includes $58.2 million in guarantees, $30 million signing bonus. That's the highest ever for a wide receiver, bro. 
Of course, Should he's be pretty good. 24 years old, too. He's young and good. Uh, he had just one year and about $4 million left on his rookie contract, so now he's signed through 2025. The question is, will they be able to get him the ball with who's under center? And that is a shrug. I do Gosh, not boy, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about the Seahawks this year. I know, but here's the thing. I wanted him to leave so they would be destitute and they would end up like the professional version of the Idaho Vandals. That's what I want with the Seattle Seahawks. Sadly, uh, irrelevant forever. Uh, it might take a couple years before they're back in the national conversation. So enjoy this while you can. Christian Ritter, Big J, probably most famous for her role as Jessica Jones in the Netflix and I guess technically now Disney Plus series. Uh, she is going to return to television. She is going to star in an Orphan Black spinoff. E! News uh, reports that she will star in or- or- Orphan Black Echoes as a woman with an unimaginable origin story trying to find her place in the world, which sounds a lot like Jessica Jones. But uh, if you've watched or- or- Orphan Black at all, the original series, you know that there's a lot of cloning involved, and it's a very sci-fi but also very good series that won uh, a bunch of Emmy and Golden Globe awards for the original run. So it's no not a surprise that they're going back to the well. Kind of surprising that they're not involving Tatiana Maslany, but of course she is busy with She-Hulk currently uh, in the world of the Marvel world so on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. So uh, Plus it's probably just a different story that they want to get into. But if you're a fan of Orphan Black at all, know that it's coming back to television. So get ready. <laughs> That is some Soundgarden for you the day I tried to live here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Have you ever worked for food, Big J, in your life? Uh, specifically just for food? Yes. Like yeah. maybe going over to a friend's house and helping in the backyard or something. And oh, they're, they're sure. They're doing a barbecue. Wait but... a second. Have you actually done that? Yes. You've gone over and helped somebody's backyard? Yeah. Holy cow. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. She was uh, a nice lady. And, uh, and you know, that that, that is, this speaks to the experience that a lot of us have. Whereas, you know, somebody asks us to help them move or something and yeah, they buy exactly. you pizza and beer. That's, that's like an exchange. But that's also, there is a... A friendship element to that. You understand? Like, right. usually it's not somebody that you meet uh, on the street that says, hey, man, I'll give you, uh, you know, two slices of pie and uh, and half a, a Bud Light if you want to come and help me schlep around a bunch of stuff. Usually you're going to tell that person to pound sand. But uh, it's even rarer to find it in an actual company. But the reason we're talking about this is there's a lot of hubbubaloo about a North Carolina Chick-fil-A restaurant. That is short-staffed, like a lot of fast food restaurants are in this particular time. They're keeping up with the lunch rush, or they're trying to anyway. So they basically said, hey, listen, if you want to volunteer an hour of your time to come by and help us out during the lunch hour, we will give you uh, some free Chick-fil-A for that. Uh, Five free chicken sandwiches per hour of time that you put in. Now, this makes a lot of people very upset, and this makes a lot of people say, yeah, it's kind of worth it. Now, to me, I don't think five chicken sandwiches is worth your time, and I'm sure as an exchange of goods or time served, money would be better suited for today's day and age. But uh, they're not saying if they've had any kind of real success with this promotion. It's just one of those deals where they're like they're trying to encourage people or as many people as possible to help them out. Uh, the manager's restaurant, uh, the restaurant's manager does say that they're still looking for part-time and full-time employees there that are paid positions, but if somebody doesn't have the full-on availability, swing on by for an hour, they'll put you to work and they'll give you some chicken sandwiches. Are you okay with this, or does this seem like a slippery slope to you? I mean, I think it seems like a slippery slope. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like it's one of those deals where it's one thing if it's friends asking for something, for some help, and usually that's, you know, paid back in full and then some, but it's different, I think, for an actual business that, you know, makes profit yeah. on things to exchange labor for goods yeah, and services. What's the revenue for Chick-fil-A? I mean, right? Right, exactly. Uh, especially the one that's so packed that they can't keep up with the rush. That seems like it's even more egregious. But also, you know, I feel like there's some understanding. And, you know, you worked at fast food at some point. You know it's, A, number one, uh, not an easy job. B, number two, certainly not a job that a whole hell of a lot of you guys respect, which makes it even more difficult to do on a regular basis. And then, you know, they're usually not getting paid that much to begin with. But already, yeah. the food at the fast food restaurant, as far as I'm concerned, one of the perks of working there, right? Yeah, it shouldn't be your payment. It's <laughs> like, hey, here's a little bonus. You right. get some free food. Or By a the discount way, or whatever. Chick-fil-A makes $11.3 billion a year yeah. so you know what no i mean pay the people maybe pay them a little more and you would have more people wanting to work for you yeah i mean uh there certainly is that particular angle of things too and even if you're only looking for temporary help i think you know uh paying somebody an extra wage for that would probably be the way to go so i'm guessing that if i were to bet on something this is probably something that won't last very very long uh, and certainly not happening around these parts. So you're going to have to work for money if you want to work around here. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J is going to pick out a song for us next on the X Rocks. That is Big J's What They Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. It is by Cold Chamber. It is called Big Truck here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Why the hell are you picking that song, Big dude? Truck. Uh, yeah, because uh, I got some news to announce here that uh, I will be doing my longest haul stream to raise money for the Alzheimer's Association uh, on August 19th. So Friday, August 19th, a uh, few days before... Uh, the X-Fest 2022, we are going to be doing this in uh, uh, the American Truck Simulator is dropping uh, the Montana map here on August 3rd. So uh, there'll be lots of trips between uh, my uh, my two hometowns. Very nice. What do you got planned? I'm going to be driving uh, my truck to uh, Mo- Montana and back and forth. I meant for the stream oh, itself. Uh, yeah, the stream itself. Uh, well, uh, I don't have anything super special like I have in the past with the fact that I've still got an Xbox that I, I've been trying to give away, so uh, we'll be doing that and making sure that we give it away this time and that, um, you know, somebody wants it. <laughs> so. so if people want to join you on the stream on the 19th, what do they do? Uh, I guess they, they watch the Morning After Facebook page, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. This is your idea. Oh, I, I know it's my idea. I'm just saying this is when it's happening. All the other details will come within oh, okay. the next few days. Okay, I'm sorry. You said you had an announcement. I yeah, thought maybe you I just like, announced it. It's happening August 19th. Here's the plan, but plan to be determined. I got it. Uh, but you will have a chance to check it out. And uh, for those of you that have enjoyed the last couple of years, it's an opportunity for you to watch Big J Game, donate to the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, and also have a little bit of fun in the process. Says, I know you're doing things a little bit different this year than you have in years past, but still an opportunity to have fun and actually possibly win something in the process, right? Absolutely. There'll so. be there'll be that for sure, uh, but it is happening August 19th. They'll be hearing more about that in the coming weeks. So set your calendars and get ready to game alongside or at least watch Big J game and cheat at the game American Truck Simulator. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Maybe this weekend you and the family are looking to beat the heat, which may mean that you're looking to head outdoors or head to the lake or some sort of water, Big J. And you know, sometimes that can mean freaking mosquitoes, bro. Mosquitoes! You may already know that some lights attract insects, but did you know that light color can actually attract or repel mosquitoes as well? Uh, I probably heard that somewhere, but please. Tell me what you know. Tell me more. That certain lights can uh, distract mosquitoes in particular. Uh, Red or orange lights are actually ones that are used to attract mosquitoes. Now, why is that? That's because mosquitoes are attracted to any kind of living thing that exhales carbon dioxide. And particularly large animals, because the bigger they are, the harder it is for them to stop them. And large mammals tend to have tan, brown, red, and orange tones. And so that's why they kind of migrate towards that light. Now, if you want to keep mosquitoes away, purples, blues, greens, or grays are the lights and colors that you want to use in order to do that. So, uh, of course, there's lots of different ways and, uh, I guess, home remedies, if you will, to keep mosquitoes away if you want to try. But... There are your, the light that you choose in and around your area and what you're wearing can also play a role. Uh, my, my biggest, I think, uh, tip on avoiding mosquitoes and in, in most insects out there is don't go outside. Just stay inside? Yeah. I mean, how can they attack you if you're in your gaming Yeah, good right? luck. Unless uh, somebody leaves a patio door open or something. Yeah, then there's another, that's another issue. Earlier this week, news was rolling around that there was a clause in Kyler Murray's contract that he signed for $230 million with the Arizona Cardinals that required him to spend four hours each week studying film away from the facilities. Well, that led to some controversy as Murray was firing back against the criticism, saying that it was disrespectful to think he doesn't prepare for games, and he called the criticism laughable and described himself as a student of the game. And so as a response to that, the Cardinals have officially eliminated that portion of the contract. So, the reality of it is, yeah, there was probably something there that made the Cardinals want to put that stipulation in the contract. And yeah, Kyler probably could do a little bit more work, but you know, you also don't want to piss off the guy that you just (laughs) spent $230 million on and also spent the offseason throwing a fit. And so, you want to make sure everybody's as happy as possible. And so, tearing that up was probably the white way to go if you're a Cardinals fan or a Cardinals franchise. Now, it's going to be in the news cycle for a while, but I say give us about a week and we'll forget all about it. You understand? Right. Uh, That's just the way things work in the current ADD news cycle that we live in. But uh, it is interesting that that's the way they went to go. Really the only route they could take. They couldn't keep it in and keep Kyler looking like a moron, and they had to take it out. So this is the way they went about it. DK Metcalf is rich himself. He signed a three-year, $72 million extension to stick around with the Seattle Seahawks. That signs the 24-year-old wide receiver through 2025 with the Hawks. And, Big J, you watch Stranger Things, right? Yeah. You know who Sadie Sink is, don't you? Yes, of course. She plays Max on Stranger Things, and she almost didn't get the part. Because, believe it or not, she's one of the oldest cast members on the show, at least from a regular she's standpoint. She's like 32. Uh, well, she's only 20. But uh, when she auditioned for the role, she was 14. And that put her about a year or two ahead of everybody else on the cast. And she was told originally that she was too old for the part. 
but once the uh, Duffer brothers finally uh, got a chance to meet her, they called her in immediately for a chemistry read with a couple of the other cast members, and she was hired that day. So age doesn't matter as much as chemistry does, Big J, and I hope that's okay. I think that's uh, the case here. It is indeed, because I-, I think, quite frankly, uh, well, at least as far as season four goes, she really held it all together as far as the, uh, the-, the storyline, in my opinion. And I am looking forward to seeing the further adventures of the cast in that particular case. I think she's going to play a very big role going forward. Agree or disagree? God, I hope so. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Coming up, we got your What We're Going to Hell story of the day. Plus, we also have Ricky Williams joining us before we hit 8 o'clock this morning. So keep on sticking around, please. Here's traffic. We have got to take a look at your ride into work. The TDS Fiber Traffic Center is open. It's brought to you by Western Heating and Air. Let's see what's up with CB. It's sluggish on eastbound I-84 from the Meridian Road exit 44 on-ramp to Eagle Road. live or recorded and stream your favorite shows. Check it out at tdsfiber.com. Hey guys, Nick and Big J here for the good people over at T-Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Odds are, if you're looking for a car, there's a couple reasons behind it. Number one, you you need to buy a new car. Things are terrible and you really know that you need to get one. Maybe your air conditioner's broke or something's wrong with it. But there's also people that just want to buy a new car. And good news for everybody, if you're in either one of those two groups, T-Mazda is a place to go. Yes? Uh, yeah, they have a plethora of recently used vehicles and uh, that is uh, it comes in handy. But more importantly, it's the care and knowledge that they have about how to help people get into a vehicle that they need. I was a perfect example of that. I had a car that was breaking down. I needed a vehicle. They gave me $2,000 for that piece of junk, got me into a recently used vehicle so that I could just get to work. And I mean, that's the way uh, I managed to get myself in a good position because I followed their instructions. And the next thing you know, I bought a brand new Mazda 6 and things worked out pretty well for me. That's what Aaron and Joel do over there at Team Mazda. They work with people to help make their credit better and get into better decisions for them and their families. And whether you need to buy a new car or you want to buy a new car, T-Moz is a place to go. They got 180 pre-owned vehicles this week for you to choose from. The right kind of vehicle is there for you, guaranteed. They also have tons of relationships with lots of lenders. If you've actually, you know, gotten to a situation where you've gone to a dealership and they're like, listen, we want to help you out, but we just can't find somebody that will loan you the money. That's, again, where T-Mazda can help you. They can help you out with a loan that can get you into a vehicle that you need. And if you need help in that area, check out GoTeamMazda.com. Big blue I pre-check button is there. It's not a credit check. You don't have to put in your social, none of that stuff, but it gives you a great idea as to what your launching point is in when you want to get into a new or used vehicle with Team Mazda. So check out the website, goteammazda.com. Better yet, bring in a vehicle that you're looking to trade in, whether it's a piece of junk or otherwise, to Team Mazda and the actual dealership, and you will be impressed with the service you get there. Exit 33, take a right on the boulevard. Down the road on the left-hand side is Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Go on in there and tell Nick and Big J sent you in. Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, this show has been on for almost 15 years. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yes. It's a very long time. It is. For a very long time, we have been warning you, giving you subtle hints to prepare yourselves, your loved ones, your family, for the eventual and oncoming animal uprising, have we not? Oh, man. I mean, it's one of the many uprisings. Yes. We try Don't to prepare you on. for animal uprisings, the robot uprising. Yeah. These are all things that are real and that are coming. Yeah. And you need to be aware of when we have a very obvious warning sign that is happening as we do over in Japan. There is a city called Yamaguchi over there, Big J, that is straight up 
having problems with monkeys. So much so that they're almost like me. Maybe we just let him have this place. Do you understand what I'm telling you? No, it's a bad idea. Because there is what they're calling a troop of monkeys that have essentially taken over the city of Yamaguchi and attacking humans that come anywhere close to them for no good reason. And they are doing some damage because, listen, they're not even looking for food, Big J. They just want to beat the piss out of you. Do you understand? Yeah. Specifically, they're going after the weakest people in the city, too. They've started with the elderly. And now I'm not no. even kidding. They are, they're taking babies. Do you understand what I'm telling you? They're sneaking into nurseries and they're taking babies. What are they doing with the babies? They're making them their own. It's no, like a freaking Jungle Book situation. No, they are up. taking the children. I don't you. The monkeys have attacked 58 people since July 8th. 58. That's on record, and that doesn't even... There are plenty of situations where they're like, I think this is a monkey attack, but we don't have anybody reporting it. So, so much so that authorities have been basically put together to form a special unit that are sent to figure out, track down, and hunt down this these is, monkeys, Big J. This is Planet of the Apes, right? And tranquilize them, uh, yes. Oh, they're just tranquilizing oh, them? Oh, no, they're tranquilizing them so they can kill them. So, uh, right now, they say they have about 15 monkeys that they have tranked and killed since this hunt down has begun. Oh, but they have no idea how many monkeys are there. So tragic. And what they're... Well, I mean, listen, they, they, they're right. It's, they, it's a war. They, there is a war going on in Yamaguchi between monkeys and man. And right now, the monkeys are winning. Because they're taking our children. They are, they are doing I don't know what with. There have been no reports of fatalities for the record on the monkey side. So they're, if they're taking the children, they've been recovered or somebody has figured things out pretty easily where they are. And uh, there may have been some injuries. There's lots of injuries, I should maybe, say. Maybe with the state of the world right now, maybe we're looking at this backwards. Huh? Yeah. Maybe the monkeys are actually saying, you know what? You people, you can't take care of these babies. And these kids, and look what you're doing to society. <laughs> we're starting over. Right. We're taking your kids, and we're going to raise them right. I, I'm willing to hear you out. So the monkeys are like, hey, you had your shot. Now it's our turn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We've let you roam about on your two legs all this time, making us look like we're idiots. Well, we're done with that. Yeah. Uh, you had your shot. This is what you did. Our turn now. Uh, maybe you're right. And listen, maybe they could do better. But what I'm saying is, this is how it starts. But when you get a bunch of them together, they throw their own feces at each other, so well, I don't know. That's not I mean, all monkeys, and usually they're throwing it at us, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so there could be something involved. But uh, if you had baby-snatching monkeys on your 2022 bingo card, that's a hell of a bingo card, number one. Number two, cross it off. Because Man. it is happening. And they're attacking our elderly, and they're taking our babies... And they are basically running ramshot all over this town. And this is could be the place where the animal uprising begins. You have been warned. Stay out of Yamaguchi, Japan. You understand me, Big J? Yeah. Your world travels? Morning after or go and tell me what you find. One of the two. Open, open diplomatic talks with them. That I would pay to ooh, see. Ah! Put that on pay-per-view. Ah, I would pay to see that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Caesar! Our friend Ricky Williams, former NFL running back and current Ontario resident, at least for the weekend. We're going to talk to him next on the X-Rocks.
Smashing Pumpkins. That is today here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. He is one of the best running backs in college football history. Went on to play for the New Orleans Saints and the Miami Dolphins. Have a pretty damn good NFL career as well. And now he finds himself a cannabis connoisseur that's going to spend this weekend in Ontario. Saturday and Sunday at Top Crop, the dispensary there on 10th Street. He'll be out there from 2 to 4 on Saturday and also from noon to 2 on Sunday for your chance to meet him, get some autographs, and check out his new company. His name is Ricky Williams. He is up early to talk to us on the show. Good morning, Ricky. First of all, thank you for joining us. Secondly, congratulations on your brand new company, Heisman. When was it that you decided that you wanted to actually get into the cannabis business, sir? You know, it's it's funny. It started off as a, as a good business idea. And because I, I have a, a strong interest and passion for cannabis, it made a lot of sense. But I, I kind of, when I first entered, I thought, I, you know, I'd bring people in to run it and I'd just be the spokesperson. Uh, but as we started, I just became fascinated with the business side of things. And so I, I really enjoy the process of like of learning and growing of like how to really take a dream and turn it into a business. You know, first of all, Ricky, I think uh, to me, the greatest thing about this, not just the fact that you get to do this and, and, and now it's it's something that's a viable option for people to be able to do for their living, but also, you know, just spot on with the name of the company, man. That just, how long did it take to come up with that? Because it just seems perfect. Heisman just is perfect for you. Actually, the, the name came first and that's what compelled us to turn it into a, to a business. And I was a, I was visiting a dispensary in, in Colorado a couple of years back, and, and someone asked me to, to sign uh, an autograph. And he said, can you, can you sign it, Heisman? And as I started to sign it, like, I was in a dispensary, and the, word, and the, the spelling H-I-G-H, just like, that's what I wrote down. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of chuckled, chuckled to myself because, you know, the, the irony of it all. And, uh, and so it stuck and it just kept coming up and up. And finally it got so strong in my mind that I was like, we got to turn, we got to turn this into something. And it's, it's evolved into a, a really meaningful form of, of advocacy. When I started telling my story of, of how I use cannabis publicly, it, it surprised me because I realized that I really was using it to, to help myself feel better and to better understand myself. And that translated into me actually performing better because I was, I was happier. And I realized that cannabis is becoming more popular. People are still needing to understand how to use cannabis and how to think about it. And I think my story is a great example of, of me as someone who uses cannabis to improve the quality of their life. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, too, now that it's becoming more and more mainstream. Of course, there's a lot of people who are still, you know, counter to it. But I don't think that they're actually paying attention and understand some of the nuanced parts of the education of it and how, you know, some of these different kinds of strains and different kind of things can help you do different kind of things and, and really uh, uh, take advantage of, of your own personality and your own understanding and learnings. And I mean, that's the crazy thing is how much more we're learning because of being able to make it somewhat mainstream. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the amazing thing for science that's going to keep you know growing into the future is through studying cannabis, they developed they they discovered a whole system inside of our body called the endocannabinoid system, and what they found is the main function of the system is to help the body maintain homeostasis. And I think that's what they're really finding is the power of medicinal cannabis is it really helps people it helps their bodies deal with stress. 
Absolutely. Ricky Williams joins us, former NFL running back, of course, Texas great as well. He's going to be a top crop on Saturday and Sunday in Ontario. If you want to hang with the man and check out some of his products from his company, Heisman, which is, of course, going to be featured out there as well. Ricky, uh, you know, we've talked about your journey. It's pretty well publicized about how it's going. We've talked about how, you know, cannabis has a little bit more of a mainstream acceptance. Is there any, like, bitterness or anger there? Because this is something, this is not, you know, new for you. You've been spouting about the benefits for this for years but now finally the rest of the United States has come around and going you know what maybe he's right and it turns out that you were have you put all that behind you or I mean listen I'd like to think I'm a better man but I'd probably be pretty pissed about all this too at least a little bit you know it, it reminds me of when I when I first got to college you know I was a freshman and <clears throat> I grew up in San Diego and I was you know the big the big football star in San Diego and then I went to Texas and they didn't know who I was until so I had to prove myself you know and the process of showing people that I was right, that I'm, that I was good, you know, it's kind of like this. And so for me, I've really taken it as a challenge to prove to myself that cannabis is not a bad thing. Because my education is that this is a bad thing that you shouldn't be doing. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm told it's a bad thing, but my actual lived experience is that this is helping me deal with my life. And so I decided to say, I'm going to test this theory to see is this, you know, I think this is a positive thing. Can I find a way to live my life in a way to make it a positive thing? And I, and I, and I think I figured it out. And that's really what the message is with, with Heisman, is that a lot of people are, are gravitating towards cannabis. And, and it's confusing because we have mixed messages. And I'm trying to be to add to the side of the positive message so that it can help people come to terms with why they're using it and, and how they can use it more effectively to improve the quality of their lives. Yeah, it's uh, it's really incredible. And, and Rick, I wonder, you know, down the road, obviously, you never want to say never at this point just because we can see, listen, I, I bet that there's so many people, and, and I always look to older adults about this, there's no way they ever would have envisioned a, a time where marijuana use, whether recreational or medical, would be legal in some states the United States. So, you know, we can get beyond that. But do you think there's ever a time where it's going to be more acceptable in the professional ranks of, of sports like the NFL? You know, I think we'll get to the point where you actually have professional sports teams handing out cannabis to their athletes. Because I think at the end of the day, they're going to find out that it's that it's safer and that it's 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 a more holistic way to to treat to treat ourselves. Ah, man, you know, you got your brand out there, Heisman, that, of course, is kind of getting the ball rolling a little bit. And you've talked about the business angle of things. Cannabis is one of those industries now where there's a lot of different options, a lot of different paths that you can go down if it is something that you're interested in. What is it about Heisman that actually sets your company apart from some of the others that may be out there, sir? Yeah, great question. I think there's there's two things, you know, as a as a brand, because we consider ourselves a lifestyle brand. You know, and it's like when people associate with the brand, there's like a vibration. There's an energy that they resonate with that helps them reaffirm their their values. And I I think people that really appreciate my story and I find it, it's like a lot of people, especially in places like Boise, where the people are more alternative thinking, they're more open minded. People really appreciate my my journey. And so as they engage with cannabis, there's a positive story. There's an uplifting feel about that about that experience. So that, that's one side. And, and the other side is because I'm a connoisseur and because I, I love to educate myself, I, I really have an appreciation for quality cannabis. And so like right now I'm, at a, I'm down in Arizona because we're expanding into the state and I'm visiting cultivation facilities, you know, and I'm looking at all the little details to find out like who really puts their, their, their care into growing quality cannabis. 
And so our brand is, is assuring quality because we're not a cultivator. So we we don't have to say our product is, is the best because we grew it. We're a, we're a brand that I have access to be able to, to like tour all these facilities and really get a sense of who's growing really quality cannabis. And, and our brand can bring that to consumers. One of those deals where being uh, and doing research and development certainly doesn't suck, I imagine, right? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does not. <laughs> That's awesome. Ricky Williams joins us. going to be out in Ontario this weekend. Top Crop is where you can find him on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. I know you're down in Arizona, so you'll be used to the heat, but God willing, they'll keep you indoors this weekend so you don't have to deal with some of the stuff that we have out here. But uh, we certainly appreciate you coming around our neck of the woods and uh, spreading the word of Heisman and what you got going on, man. It's a great time to spend with you. Thank you very much for making time for us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, we know you don't have much of a sweet tooth, buddy, but how do you feel about dark chocolate in general? A little bitter for me. I'm a, I'm a milk chocolate guy. Big faker. What is fake? Well, no, it's just milk, milk chocolate is generally looked at by chocolate people as not uh, up to par as dark chocolate. I say. see. Well, at the end of the day, uh, whether you, and white chocolate isn't even chocolate at all. You agree with that? Yes, right? yes. But uh, dark chocolate has starting to see some pretty significant health benefits, especially when it comes to your blood vessels. Can I interest you in making your blood vessels stretchier, dude? Yeah, that would be great. Uh, it's a good thing, at least according to a new study. The University of Medicine in Surrey says that dark chocolate, which is very high in cocoa, which is why, uh, as Big J the, said, the chocolate people enjoy it, can actually lower your blood pressure and make your veins and arteries healthier, too, as long as you eat it, you know, healthily and not gorge yourself on it. <laughs> Researchers studied about uh, 11,000 adults who consumed cocoa or a placebo for a couple of weeks, and they found out those that consumed this particular uh, dark chocolate experience health benefits almost within hours. Other studies have suggested that cocoa can even help lower your cholesterol, so as long as you're eating the right kind of chocolate and in a healthy way, you could be doing your body good, Big J. Stretch out those blood vessels in your arteries. Next thing you know, you're living the dream, pal. I like it. Now, uh, does it make it taste any better for you? Probably not. But, uh, you know, again, you have to consume it the right way, and maybe you're doing it uh, and your body good. So look into that, perhaps, if you want to stretch things up a little bit. All right. Uh, look into this if you want to make a lot of money. Become a wide receiver in the NFL because they are cashing in these days. Uh, DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seahawks, just signed a three-year, $72 million extension with the Seahawks. That includes... $58.2 million in guarantees, including $30 million in a signing bonus, Big J. That's the highest ever for a wide receiver in NFL history. He's 24 years old. He was just about one year and $4 million left on his contract, but now all that's thrown away. He is signed through the year 2025. Good news if you're a Marlins fan. Uh, Daniel Castellano is okay. He took a line drive off his dome in the first inning of the game against the uh the actual uh, Cincinnati Reds last night. 104 mile power line drive right off his coconut. The ball jumped in the air and then was caught by the third baseman, so it uh, didn't do any damage to the scoreboard, but certainly left him with a mild concussion and symptoms. Took him about a minute and a half to walk off the field, but he did so the good news under his own power, and he is going to be okay. Big J, it looks like Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman in at least the sequel to Aquaman, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. 
Jason Momoa broke the news on Instagram yesterday. He posted a video and then some pics with Ben on the set. Uh, although uh, it was interesting to me <laughs> because nobody had heard anything about it. And then the, the Jason Momoa video was like, hey, uh, we tried to keep it a secret, but I guess it's out there. But he was the one that leaked the information. So yeah, I think, even through Comic-Con, I, I mean, you get through Comic-Con and he, that doesn't come up. He could have kept the secret if they wanted to. Now, how involved he will be, I don't know. Maybe he's just coming back as Bruce Wayne and not going to get back under the cowl. But, of course, uh, ben, ben Affleck was going to pop up in the Flash movie, too. But God knows when that movie's going to ever come out or if it will. So this could be uh, your last chance or next chance to see Ben Affleck as Batman. As uh, Again, the DC Universe continues to baffle me with what they're trying to uh, put on screen and get us to care about. Because I don't even know. They're trying really hard to keep the Zack Snyder attachment, I think, because they realize how popular it is and how people are kind of coming around to it. But they're also distancing themselves from it with other things and finding success in that world, too. And it's like, can we have all these things going at the same time? I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I'm also in the minority, and I didn't really like the first Aquaman movie, so I'm not, like, super geeked up about Aquaman 2. Yeah, me either. So, uh, but I'm sure it'll do just fine. People love Jason Momoa, and we'll see how it all comes together. But they're still filming Aquaman 2, so plenty of time before it comes out in theaters. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, Pop Culture Smackdown, we have got tickets for you. Pop Evil going to be here next Saturday at the Knitting Factory. We're going to get you in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you just need to beat Nick here, Pop Culture Smackdown. You want these Pop Evil tickets? Now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003. That's the phone number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Big J has the questions in the world of pop culture for you. You've got to get some right in order to claim this prize. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. What's your name? Jason. All right, Jason, you're up first, man. Good luck. This man man served as governor of California from 2003 to 2011. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Right. He is uh, having a birthday today, Nick. He's 75 years old. So Happy birthday. Uh, this will all be about Arnold Schwarzenegger today. Okay. Name the Arnold movie from this tagline, Nick. Moscow's toughest detective, Chicago's crazy cop. There's only one thing worse than making them mad, making them partners. Uh, is that Red Heat? Red Heat is right. correct. Uh, Jason Arnold's catchphrase, I'll be back, first had him saying this line in what sci-fi movie? The Terminator? Yes, well right. done. Uh, Nick, in this movie, Arnold played a fictional character and also played himself. He played both. He played himself and a fictional yes. character? Uh, is that Last Action Hero? Yes, correct. Right. Well done. Uh, this famous line is from Arnold. Uh, what Arnold movie is this line from? It's not a tumor. Was it twins? It is not twins. Sorry, Jason. Thank you very much for playing. Uh, I, you appear to have stumped the rest of the Treasure Valley, Big J, when it comes but to But they probably just figured Jason would get it. <laughs> yes, uh, maybe. Uh, it could be one of those deals that it happens that way. But what is the line again? It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. And Arnold has had a lot of very big hit movies over the years, so it could be one of the many ones. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, The X. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. This famous line is from what Arnold movie? It's not a tumor. Uh, Say that again. Kindergarten cop. There you go. Kindergarten cop. Uh, Nick, during Arnold's Mr. Universe reign, he had a nickname. What was it? 
Mm, that's a good question. Uh, his nickname during his bodybuilding years. Um, wasn't it? Nah, I don't know. This is popping to my head. I'm going to say Mr. Olympus. No, it is not Mr. Olympus. Wrong. What was it? Austrian Oak. Right. I he never heard called, that. I know. Of course not. Why would you? It's deep and uh, I had to do some research. Did you hear that before? No. I've seen Pumping Iron. I don't remember them referring to him as that, but I certainly believe you. Congratulations, man. You got yourself tickets to Pop Evil coming up next Saturday at the Knitting Factory Concert House. Hopefully that will be some fun for you. And we're going to talk Lounge at the End of the Universe next in the x Rock. That's the Beastie Boys. Fight for your right here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Always something amazing and cool happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. We talk about it every week. This week, no exception. A very awesome show that started last night goes all the way through Sunday or Saturday night. Excuse me. It's called Fifty Shades of Gay, and we are honored and welcomed into the studio a couple of the stars of the show this morning. Introduce yourselves to the Treasure Valley, please. I am Icavelli, and this is my partner in crime. Tim Moss. Yay. Thank you, Tim and Ike, for coming in. Congratulations yeah. on the show. Uh, let's educate the audience a little bit about it because you're not messing around with this, man. I mean, you've been <laughs> yeah. doing this for a very long time. You've been taking this show on the road since when did this start? Uh, 2015. It was an idea. I wanted to do a Pride show in New York City Yeah. Um, for June. In February, I was watching TV and the trailer came on for Fifty Shades of Grey. And I thought, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gay. We're good. And I uh, just came up with an adult variety show. Comedy, music, drag. Uh, we do some video sketches, Tim and I, and we have audience participation. So we've been doing it for seven years now. It's pretty, pretty good. And we've been started out in New York City, and now we've been taking it everywhere around the country. Yeah, and the thing is, Ike has just got some outrageous outfits, just yeah. one after the next, yeah. after the next. So he, while he, it's a very fast-moving show. So um, he comes out and does comedy for a few minutes, goes back to change, and a drag queen will come out and perform. And then when they're done, he comes out in another outfit. He'll go back. I'll come out and sing a few songs. And keep the audience occupied while he changes, and, and, and it's just yeah. fast-moving, constantly changing show. Just a well-oiled machine. Yeah, yeah, at this yeah, point, yes. It is, yeah. Yeah. Is so, it a lot of trial and error when it's coming up with stuff, like when you know, uh, okay, here's where we need a musical number, here's a skit? I mean, it's got to be a, a little bit of putting together a show sounds incredibly complicated, especially a variety show such as this. Well, when we have it planned out, we already know uh, the drag performers, they bring their own. So Tim, he has a, his specialty is singing and is amazing. So he'll, he'll bring his set. For me, I like to do parodies. So I'll create some parodies. And then, of course, I'm trying to keep current with the comedy portion of it because I sure. just stand up as well. So, you know, we, every show will be different. New York City is where we kind of test it out. And if it works, then we'll, we'll bring it out to the other cities. And another thing that we came up with was um, what we'll do is we'll hire a local drag queen in whatever city we're playing. So that way, and then they'll have a following that which helps with the, sure. getting an audience yeah. in. But um, our show here in, in Boise, I said it right. <laughs> Boise. Oh, my God. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, they, they were chasing us with, like, the, the fire sticks. And the pitchforks like, and the no, torches. Yeah. And, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but here in Boise, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got Riley Burroughs, who's just amazing. Yes. Absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get a different drag queen in every city. That's and awesome. so, so it's always changing. And, and a great way to give it some local kind of flavor. Absolutely. And, you know, Absolutely. Change the show up, yep. too, a little yeah. bit, I imagine. Yeah. And we got to give a shout-out to Jen Adams. I mean, the, the oh, venue God. and lounge at the end of the universe is just spectacular. And Coral. And, yes, and Coral. <laughs> yeah, The whole entire staff at the lounge at the end of the universe is amazing. Yeah, I love that space. It's so cool. and yeah. How, perfect for our show. How fun is it for you guys? Uh, I think this is the first time you've been to Boise. So, mm -hmm. you know, do, traveling around and doing the show, you get to see a lot of different parts that you probably never yeah. imagined you'd get to see. Well, mm -hmm. that, what's that like for you guys, personally? 
it's exhausting and exhilarating. <laughs> yes. uh, the food, we, the, when we come here, we look for food. Yeah. Sure. Because we're so used to Applebee's and Fridays and the same thing we always get at home. But when, when like, Coral took us to this amazing place, it was... Um, Bitter, Bitter Creek. Bitter Creek. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. That what burger, out. the Huntsman yeah. burger. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I had the grilled cheese. It was just insane. Seriously, I could not finish it at the yeah. meal. So I was like, I am not throwing this away. Give me a doggy bag. Yeah. And I ate the rest of it after the show last night. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I ate it while I was performing. I <laughs> Fifty Shades of yeah, Gay yeah. is at the Lounge at the End of the Universe all weekend. Loungeboise.com is where you can grab tickets if you want to check out the show. We've talked about the the style of the show, but the production value is amazing. I've seen some clips. I know what you guys mm. do. It's it's incredible. That's got to be tough to take on the road. Is it a lot to carry from one spot to the next? It, it is, just because of the costumes alone. Yeah. Uh, we have Sue's GX Designs, Sue Stutzman, mm-hmm. and she creates some incredible costumes for me. I have one that is completely covered in sequins, and it weighs a ton. <laughs> so, when, and, and then the worst part is, and not to, to go off a subject, it's I, I've lost about 10 pounds. So I get to the airport, and I put my luggage on the scale, and the lady says, you're nine pounds overweight. I said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how hard this was to take those 10 off? She was like, I was talking about your luggage. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what comes first when you are developing this? Is it is it a character that you have in mind that you try to find a costume for, or does the costume help develop the character or is it a mishmash of both? Yeah, it's definitely the, the if I do the parody, that will be the first thing. Um, I do something called Go Tell It on the Mountain. I rewrote it and it's about me trying to find a man and, and it's <laughs> filthy. Yes, it's really filthy. Bad. I right. will spare you All the right. details. <laughs> and, uh, but come out and see it tonight. I love it. I love it. Uh, and it, it comes with a, an amazing costume and, and, and you know, you want it, go tell him on the mountain, very angelic uh, yet dirty. And I tried to mix them both together and come up with a costume. I don't want to give it, you know, too much away. You got to see it, but that's how it, it comes in place. It's usually the parody, and then the costume and yeah, and, he's and it, he's always him. very good with when he comes up with a concept of w- uh, what he he has an idea in mind of what how he wants to look or present it. So yeah. he'll get that to the designer and they'll create it. Yeah, so. we we created um, Sue's when I say we uh, Sue's Stutzman. I had created me because I'm obsessed with Ricky Martin. Let's, okay. Let's face facts. If yeah. he's listening, I know he's got that lawsuit against him now. <laughs> hoping his husband leaves him. I'm here. <laughs> You know, to pick up the yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely help him out. You'll be in his corner. I will be putting his it. kids in a nice boarding school. Even, even if it's just the rebound. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's okay. So we, I created this whole entire production where I'm supposed to get married to him. Okay. And he stands me up over the phone at the altar. <laughs> and she created this blue sequence outfit, which is, but I come out. Well, I was going to say, yeah, come out. I come out in a giant comforter because I'm late for my wedding. So Tim's like, wear what you have A here. comforter with a pillow, pillow behind, behind his head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. And it sounds in depth. Yeah. Uh, so quick yeah, change has to be probably oh, yes, a big priority, yeah. right? And pretty heavy, too, because at one point we had a costume malfunction where the, the pillow pulled me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. So he, he basically, he lives in Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I sure nice. do. That is right. awesome. Of course, uh, you can check it out this weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't want to put it into like a box and call it a variety show, but it definitely has yeah, that oh kind yeah. of feel to it. What kind of influences did you guys uh, pull from oh. to to put this together? Well, Carol Burnett. Number yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. That's number one. I was just <laughs> obsessed with Carol Burnett. The, and the costumes. It's when she came mm-hmm. out with the big... The Bob got, Mackie costumes, know, yeah. yeah. The, with the curtain and the, the window. And, <laughs> yeah. Curtain rod. And I thought, no, nah, this is what we need to do. And even when I first started, I don't know, here I keep drifting, 
uh, when I did my first open mic in New York City, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not just going to come and do open mic. I came in with a costume, two muscle men carrying me out. And I was like, this is how they're going to remember me. And That's but, how he goes yeah. to the airport. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TSA is never happy, trust me. Hey, Tim, you, you get to add some of the singing elements to the show yeah. as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Some of what, what are some of your favorite things that you like to pull from when you when you put that on the stage? Well, I, I'm i a singer primarily, but I'm also an actor. Sure. I do film and theater and television. But um, I, I love doing this show. Just um, I have a cabaret show that I'm very proud of. I got critical acclaim in New York, and I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale, actually, in a couple weeks doing that. Mm-hmm. But the core song from that is Creep, oh. Radiohead's Creep. Okay, nice. And oh. I do I do a very intense version mm-hmm. of that. I love that, it. Yeah, and usually I'm in tears, and half the audience is in yeah. tears, and then it's... and then I bring them back up with you know Don't Rain on My Parade from Funny Girl. Hey, hey, of course go. we got to get some Barbara Streisand. But in you there. have got to hear this version of Creep. It's beyond intense. It's mm. one of the highlights of the show for sure. Quite frankly, tickets are a bargain. You can grab them at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, you can get them at the door, of course. You can go to loungeboise.com to make sure that it happens. What time are the shows, uh, both tonight and tomorrow? I think 8. 8, 8 p.m., 8 7, door, uh, 7 o'clock, the door's open. Beautiful. Yep. And, of course, there's always something going on at the Lounge. It's a beautiful venue. Yes. Check out the place and yes. enjoy it. But Fifty Shades of Gay is happening this weekend as well. We want to get some love to Robert, too, because he came in from thing improv yes. and things to talk about a cool thing that is going on. When is the next show for you? Guys that you're working We're doing with? the F Boy Island Redux okay. next Thursday. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, August fourth. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Congratulations. Can I, can I say that one of my early moments with improv was the Carol Burnett show? Oh. Yes. Har- Harvey Corman and oh. uh, Tim Conway. Oh Conway, goodness. Boston Corman. I still use the Siamese elephant when I teach improv. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is one of the best moments in the history of television. And F Boy Island yeah. is one of the best moments in the history of television. You, you don't don't have to have HBO to enjoy the show because we will catch you up and we're going to watch the season finale with you and we're going to talk about it and have special guests. Um, yeah, I've, I've booked um, uh, Nicolay, okay. one, of the, one of the bachelors from the mm-hmm. second season. All right. And Whoa. I've booked Tom. And I booked Braden, and they will all be appearing on the show, and we will interview them as their uh, for part of their experience on the show. I got to be honest, man. I mean, you, you, watching everybody in this room bond over F Boy Island has oh. been absolutely amazing, <laughs> and everybody is talking to me about this show. It's got to be better yep. than I think because I stay away from oh, the it's amazing. Shows, so it's, it's good amazing. To know. Do we have time to talk about it? Or Please we have time? talk okay. about it. So if you don't know what F Boy Island is, because I don't know that we've talked about it, it's twenty four bachelors and there's three women. Okay, 12 of the bachelors are F-boys and 12 of the bachelors are nice guys. And over the course of the game, each woman has to choose a guy (laughs) and there's $100,000 at stake. And if she chooses a nice guy, they split it. And they they walk off into the sunset happily ever after. Uh-huh. And uh, if she chooses an F boy, the F boy gets the money. Okay, so <laughs> the F boys are looking for the money, and uh-huh. the women are looking for love, and they're trying to split the difference. Yeah. And we're trying to watch these F boys become F men. Yeah. Uh, that is, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. But strangely, that's the core of the show. You feel like it's Nikki Glazer's perspective and that her goal is to communicate to these degenerates, this is what life is like for us and this is what you're doing. So reform and do better. All right. Because they, they have this, if you've seen, this is season two we're reacting to. So if you've seen season one, all of the F-boys, when they're eliminated, they go to uh, a gulag, essentially, called <laughs> called Limbro. Love the name. Limbro. Love the name. And 
Nikki goes and visits them to have group therapy with them about what awful people they are. And those are my favorite segments on the show. So me and Bree Jones and Austin Von Johnson, this is a form of improv that I don't believe is done around here. It's like an improv sketch show. Uh-huh. Uh, and we, we each like we're taking notes on the shows and we start talking about it via chat and then we're like, no, don't talk about it. We're going to use that on the show. Don't talk about that at all. I even tease too much telling you I've got Braden and Tom and Nikolai lined up. Here's the problem is that you, they should put you in charge of explaining reality series TVs to people uh, who would never watch them because yeah. I want to watch yeah, this. Now you I should. Now but, the, but like Bree and I bonded in, in building the show. We were like, I love watching Survivor. I love watching Survivor too. We need to watch Survivor together. So we may do Survivor shows. Right. But, but there's so many ridiculous reality shows out there that there's so much we can do with just doing the improv, how did this get made format around, uh, around the rea- ridiculous reality show. There's so much rich territory there to explore the passion is there yeah. that's why you have to see it so check it out the show is thursday night right thursday august 4th 8 p.m doors at seven things and company great local improv troupe check them out if you get a chance 50 shades of gay this weekend as well everybody thank you very much yeah, for coming in to be a part you. of the thank show you. it was awesome thank you. morning after with nick and big j here's traffic headlines Headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. They want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all cases sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. Look for the acts of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you the chance to win protect our West Coors gear and station prizes as well. Headlines are as follows. Big J like that TV show. Meow and hard pass. Meow. Big J, can I interest you in dining out cat style in New York City? Yeah. Because for two evenings, you can dine like a cat in the big city. Fancy Feast will be serving cat food-inspired meals for two nights only for humans at their pop-up restaurant called Gatto Bianco. Now, Gatto Bianco, which means white cat, will also be open for reservations starting on August the 4th. The The restaurant will be open just for two days, August 11th and 12th. Dishes will include salmon, spare ribs, braised beef, lemon panna cotta, and almond cake. All of these are new additions to their fancy feast cat food menu, but they're serving the real food for you, the human being. Any interest in eating like a cat? Uh, well, I mean, those sound delicious. I hope they don't mix them up by accident. With the cat food and the real yeah. human food? Uh, maybe their goal is to this like. This doesn't look like braised beef. It's like a Folgers Crystals thing. Like they've accidentally switched your braised spare ribs yeah. with actual cat food. Yeah, that would be my major concern. To see if you notice the difference. And now you're eating like a cat. Do your cats eat dry food, wet food, or both? Yeah, traditionally, no. We don't. They don't eat wet food. Gives um, them the old cat squirts. Yeah, I, I, but lately we've been given this this treat that they get crazy for. That's kind of like wet cat food. So a little bit of both. So they are not fancy feast cats, I no, guess. Is my no question. fancy feast up in here. Uh, just the hard stuff, and they'll they'll like what they get, or they won't eat at all. You understand? Like that TV show or hard pass? Hard pass. Approximately 90 miles off the coast of Brazil is a tiny island called Ilha de Guadalmala Grande, which translates basically into Spider Island. Big J. Uh, there are zero humans on this island. But there are thousands of what are called golden lancehead vipers that inhabit its 160 acres. Now, this species does not exist anywhere else on Earth except on this island. And some experts believe it's so populated with these actual snakes that if people were allowed to roam there, they would come across a snake pretty much every step they take, which is horrifying when you think about it. Particularly for those that have uh, snake fear. But 
it is one of those deals where it's actually incredible when you think about it because it, there's no humans on the island, there's nothing but snakes, and so much so that the snakes have been on this island so much they have dried up their uh, their food source, but they've learned to live on other things, not like rodents and usual snake fare in order to get by. Wow. Uh, that's how impressive snakes are, and that's how long they've been there. So stay off of Snake Island if you make one of your treks to Brazil, you understand? Okay, no problem. It's just now starting to get pressed because, well, there's no humans on it, but it's bananas that there are that many snakes there and the special species of snake that aren't available anywhere else on Earth. We'll wrap it up with, like, that TV show. You ever watch The Americans on FX, Big J? Uh, the, the first couple of seasons, yeah. Uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah. Because apparently it's like a real-life thing that's happening now. A Hawaiian couple who stole the identities of a couple of dead people stand accused of conspiracy now. Walter Pemrose and Gwen Morrison, they're now in their 60s. They lived under assumed names for decades. Primrose even worked as a U.S. defense contractor for a couple years in the 80s. The false identity helped pay helped Primrose get security clearance and work for the government, and now they're accused of conspiracies after their images of them in KGB uniforms have surfaced. They're suspected to have multiple aliases, apparently worked for the KGB for years, and then in the government in the 80s, and now the story's just starting to come out about how it all came together. So maybe the Americans knows a little bit more about what's going on than we did at the time. Well, yeah, that happened a lot. Watch out. And now they're starting to come out, the secrets. So I imagine this will be a uh, Netflix documentary series about four episodes long in T-minus six months. So get ready to learn about it. But apparently, uh, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, as we tell you that all the time. Even Five Finger Death Punch sang about it, if you remember. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We're going to do some bad impressions. That's happening next in the X Rocks. Over. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, why not? It's Morning After Prize packaged up, right? Uh, Pop Evil's coming next Saturday at the Knitting Factory. We'll get your tickets to that. And we'll throw it at some lounge at the end of the universe VIP tickets. You maybe use those if you want to go check out the 50 Shades of Gay show that we just had uh, those folks in here talking about lounge at the end of the universe. That's all this weekend. All you need to do is figure out bad impressions here this morning. Phone number. Go, go ahead. Uh, as you say, it's brought to you by oh. uh, the Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center Ox. Exit off the freeway. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play the game. Big J's got three clues set up around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. And you're going to a couple of things on the agenda. Up to you. Hello, the X. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Hey, I want to let you know, by the way, uh, it's a video game. Okay? okay. Since the late 90s, this game has featured a female protagonist. Okay. Angelina Jolie starred in two movies playing Laura Croft, the hero. Oh, Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider. There Tomb you go. Tomb Raider. Good job. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those tickets. What was clue three for fun? A couple years ago, Alicia Vikander starred as Laura Croft in the third movie. And why is Tomb Raider in the news? Uh, Tomb Raider is, uh, well, the, the movie rights have now subsided. They were planning another sequel to this uh, starring Alicia Vikander, but uh, MGM had the rights to that. They only made one movie with it, and they had those rights for about nine years. Uh, and they let those subside, Nick, when uh, Amazon bought MGM. And so... Now it's up for grabs. Uh, the rights are up for grabs. There's a, a, maybe a bidding war going on, so there will be another movie. There'll be another Laura Croft. Uh, 
probably a different Lara Croft. At this yes. Point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And you know, the last movie actually, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the greatest movie, but it made just as much as the first movie did originally. Uh, made almost three hundred million dollars worldwide. So and it what were they dragging their feet for? Who knows what they were dragging their feet for? But that uh, might be a reason why MGM had to sell. Could very well be. Or maybe, yeah, they just didn't want to start up something when they knew they were going to sell. One of the two. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, hey, listen, as long as they're still making money, that's fine. Did you enjoy the games? Uh, yeah, from time to time. I mean, some of them were, you know... Uh I think the difficult. latest ones available on Xbox, the new ones. Yeah, yes, they were. Yeah, I, I didn't get quite into that. Uh, I enjoyed so. the new ones very, very much, and uh, happy that they are continuing that saga as well. So as long as they're making money, they might as well continue the character and make movies about it. So don't be surprised if you see another movie popping up somewhat soon. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That's Amazi Osborne, patient number nine, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J for not only today, but also this week. Quite the whirlwind of a show today, wasn't it, Big J? Yeah, man. I mean, we had Ricky Williams on. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, awesome. He's going to be out in Ontario this weekend again at Top Crop on Saturday and Sunday. He joined us this morning in the 7 o'clock hour. Thank you to Fifty Shades of Gay, as well as Robert from Improv uh, Things and Company, uh, popping in and talking about what's happening at the Lounge at the End of the Universe coming up. We always appreciate that loungeboise.com has your tickets for all those events and of course we also had a chance to give away some stuff today talk about the animal uprising i mean it never stops on the friday yeah. show i'll tell you what does leave you with the floor though my friend yeah hey don't forget we need you tonight to show up to the battle of bands at the rev center uh some bands are counting on your vote and one of them is going to get to open for x fest 2022 which is right around the corner on august 21st so hey uh get busy i know it's hot out it's going to be a miserable day out there but uh if you can find it uh the, the time come on down and hang out with us and, uh, and check out a show and see some great musicians from this area here in the treasure valley they're pretty damn good yeah a reminder that the Rev Center does have air conditioning, so you will be comfortable inside. And it will be a good time. Uh, we, I know the bands gave out all their tickets. We gave out all our tickets. Tickets will be available at the door tonight if you want to come. We encourage you to do so. Five amazing local bands fighting for the right to open up X-Fest this year, and your vote will decide them. So come on through, get a golden ticket, cast your vote, and check out some great local music tonight at the Revolution Center. That's where we're going to be. It's going to do it for us. We will see you guys on Monday. Jason Drew's coming up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.